0: As we so often say around here at Euridal University, it's not what you see, it's what you can't see, or what you can only partially see. Now, what we can see is a bunch of politicians and regulators running around like ants or like chickens with their heads cut off. A perfect example of that is this morning. Today is Friday, March 24th and given the events surrounding a certain bank in Germany on top of a certain bank in Switzerland, neither of whom are U.S. banks, you'll note, the Financial Stability Oversight Committee was convened by Janet Yellen, Treasury Secretary Secretary Janet Yellen, which is an unscheduled meeting of all the top regulators, all the top government officials to talk about how fine everything is. No, as you can see, it's not what you can see it's what you can't see. So I'm going to. I'm joined by my good friend, Stephen Van Meter. And today we're going to talk about the stuff that you can see and putting it in perspective, given what we can't see or what we, again, what we can only partially observe and then try to make sense of why is it that politicians continue to tell us everything is fine when if they keep telling us everything's fine, we know that it's not fine. So, Steve, the Financial Stability Oversight Committee—they're meeting as I think as we speaking right now. What is it they're going to be talking about? How great every, how great a job you're doing, Jay Powell. Great job, Janet Yellen. That's what they're talking about.
1: You know, Jeff, I was thinking that just that maybe they're just having lunch to get together to celebrate what a wonderful job they've done of contained the risk of this liquidity crisis. And in reality, and everybody knows this, right? Jeff, this isn't, this isn't, you know, some sort of mystery meeting here, because if everything was contained, then there wouldn't be a need for a meeting. But there's obviously some level of fear. Now, whether we know it or they know something's coming over the weekend. There's some level of fear going on in the system, and what we know is it has to do with the global dollar shortage, something that we've talked about on your show many times, something that you've been writing about for years, the curves have been suggesting, and yet one thing that baffles me, Jeff, is they keep telling us is we have all the tools to fix all of these problems. But yet, I'm relatively convinced they don't actually know what the problem is. So maybe today's meeting, they're going to discover the problem, come up with some new tool or acronym to solve it, and everything will be okay.
0: Yeah, I think you're getting into the real territory here about what their agenda is. Their agenda is essentially to project calm, to project competence, to say that we have these complicated programs that are beyond your pay grade. So don't worry about it because we have all the experts here. As I tell people all the time, and you, I know you agree with me, Steve, that it's all for show. There's no technical competence here. There's no proficiency. There's no underlying plumbing in, in there's no under, there's no map roadmap to the sewer system here. All they're doing is. Something happens, they have to respond to it in a way that is very public to try to get the public to buy into this narrative that the Fed or the government, they've got it all under control. When it takes two seconds to think, if you've got it all under control, why are you meeting uh, on a Friday morning, unscheduled, as markets were at that point, they've gotten better. At that point, they were melting down, global fears, everything going on. Why do you always have to meet after something happens? Why don't you ever invent a tool beforehand that prevents something from happening? I think people are smart enough to realize it. And yet here they are still performing in the theater as if this, is, this next meeting or the next four-letter tool is going to solve
1: something. You know, Jeff, I think you hit the nail on the head there because let's say out of this meeting or any of the other meetings that have transpired since the very first bank, we know Silicon Valley had its issues. If one of these people knew what the problem was, wouldn't they step forward and say, hey, like I got this. I know what's wrong here. You, nobody else needs to do anything. I've got the perfect solution to this problem because this is my jurisdiction. This is my turf and I've got it. Instead, what do you see? This kind of like round robin of like, "Okay, uh Jeff, what do you got?" "Oh, oh, oh, I got this tool." "Okay, you're in too. Steve, what do you got?" "Oh, oh, I I got this. Brent, Oh, wait, I got one, guys. Hang on. Let me me bring it to the table. Right. Everybody, you just go around and say, what do you have available that nobody's used yet or no one understands? And let's put it out there and pray to to the financial gods, the euro dollar gods and all these people in the financial system that this one of these things works. So then we can go back and pat each other on the back and say, hey, look, we fixed it. But yet some reason, Jeff, as you know, this thing keeps leaking and leaking and leaking. And and what scares me is that at some point we're going to find out that there's a much bigger problem in the system. And none of these tools obviously could solve it, were designed to solve it, or will have anything to do with solving it.
0: Yeah, started with, at least it appeared, let's be clear, it didn't start with Silicon Valley Bank, but for most people's perception... You know, they heard some stuff, something was going on with maybe the UK last fall, something happened in Switzerland, but that was all distant memory. That was that was fuzzy stuff. So for most people, they think this all began on March 9th. This started, or was it March 10th? March 10th. This started on March 10th when suddenly this bank in California hits the news, depositor runs and everything like that. But since then, it's gotten it's you know you can start to see the snowball going down the hill picking up steam here and one of the things i i know i want to get your your opinion on too is how every time one of these things happens the markets just go crazy banana bananas here and it happened this morning again today is friday march 24th deutsche bank was in the news and you saw bond yields just plummet you saw euro dollar futures prices bid by 20 and 30 basis points again they've they've calmed back down since but the knee-jerk reaction is to just sell everything or just hedge everything, go flight right to safety, which suggests, as you're as you're saying, Steve, there's not a whole lot of faith in these people that they're going to sit in these meetings, they're going to come up with something useful, and they're going to be able to prevent the situation from getting worse. Because as you're saying, it's already progressed. We started with this one California bank, and now we're talking about not just one global bank in Switzerland. Now we've got another global bank in Switzerland. Yes, I know these are two banks that we've been talking about a long time. But as you and I, Steve, were talking about last week, when the tide rolls out and reveals the naked swimmers, we're not surprised that Credit Suisse and Deutsche Bank have been swimming naked. It's what happens if or when the tide continues to roll out, which by all accounts, including today's emergency meeting, that's the takeaway here. The tide is still rolling out here.
1: And that's what scares me, Jeff, is that the tide may be just at the beginning of rolling out. And what you look at the market reaction, and I'm glad you brought that up, because you, you look at it at, like this morning. Things were selling off, yields were falling, stocks were falling. And then all of a sudden it's like, oh, there, there's a meeting. So oh, I'm sure they've got this under control, like risk on, risk on, because you know that means the Fed's going to pause soon. And that means, of course, they're going to add liquidity to the system. And liquidity magically turns into stock prices going up. And we've got to get in before we miss that big last run. And so you see this kind of reaction to the markets, but the fear here is that what if something happens over this weekend? Or maybe if nothing happens, but we have something in the next couple of weeks. I mean, the the global economy is still slowing. And you know, Jeff, I know you know the data and I know we got some preliminary PMIs uh, this morning that showed the services sector increased a little bit and the manufacturing sectors just slowed a smidge. But broadly speaking, the economy is not booming. It's decelerating. You're seeing that in corporate layoffs. Now, we're not seeing, as you mentioned at the beginning of the show, we're not seeing that in the unemployment claims data, but as you qualify that as yet to come. And so that's the concern here is whatever's going on in the banking system, if this was literally the bottom of the crisis and we could see, yes, the tide is all the way rolled out. Yeah, we can maybe take some risk now. But I don't think we're there yet because in historical cycle sense, we haven't seen the mass layoffs and all the other things that tend to come with this.
0: Yeah, we are in the early stages here. And what surprised me, what's really concerned me, too, just like you, is that, you know, we had all this stuff erupt in the middle of March, which to you and me is not surprising because we've always said, look to the middle of March, middle of March, seasonal low point. That's That's something you need to pay attention to. But now we're... We're almost, we're what, nine and a half days past the middle point. We're running up nine and a half days past the seasonal bottleneck. And we're still seeing things get worse. And I hate to laugh here, but you almost have to laugh at how, at the prospects here, because it really is that serious. I mean, what else can you do but laugh at this point? Because authorities are just putting on a clown show. It's one thing after another, after another, where every, every time you see Jay Powell's face or Janet Yellen, she's saying, We've got it. Everything's fine. We've got this covered. And yet something else happens. But as I said at the open here, it's not what you can see. It's what you can't see. And one of these days or one of these weeks, what we what we will be able to see is that things will appear very calm. It will, will get past the seasonal bottleneck. It might be the middle of April and everything seems to be fine, which is where, Steve, your point comes into it, because what we can't see is that in the markets, as well as in the economy. There is a whole bunch of negative processes that have just now. They were already sort of there but to begin with. A Steve's point: the economy slowing, but the economy is about to take a substantial hit that we won't be able to see for probably some weeks and months ahead of us. So we've got two things going on here. We've got a global dollar crisis that doesn't seem to want to let up, even though we're getting further away from the low point, and. Authorities are pretty damn clueless about what's going on and what they should do about it. At the same time, as that continues, that is going to make the situation in the economy as bad as it was to begin with, recession risk, if not recession already, into a much worse situation, all of which we can't really see except for you know these few indications that we do watch the curves and whatnot. But for most people. It'll be as if, oh, Silicon Valley Bank failed one day, then some stuff happened, everything went quiet. And then the next day, suddenly there's hundreds of thousands of layoffs and the economy's in the toilet. So it's the the stuff that you can't see that we need to pay attention to.
1: Absolutely. Because what is it we can see is there's a dollar shortage. We see it in the regional banking system. We're now seeing it. And, and we kind of knew, Jeff, and you said this for a long time, it's not, it's not a localized issue to any part of the, to either to the U.S. or any part of the U.S. It's a global issue. And now we're starting to see that filter over. So when you start to look at the the response from all these policymakers is, will some of these tools work? Absolutely, they will put a bandaid on the problem. And we're seeing that now. And so that's what you're saying, Jeff, is we'll get to this point where everything appears to be like, hey, we got this contained, there's some leakage here, but it's really minor. And look, everything looks okay. But there's still this reaction function that comes out of the broad economy. Employers are gonna look at this and say, hey, you know what? I'm getting concerned. Consumers, you know, when you start to think about, hey, is the money at the bank, my deposit safe? You don't think, I'm gonna go out and buy maybe a new car, take a big vacation. I'm just gonna go and have a lot of fun because you start to be worried about your money and that changes how people spend their money. So we're already seeing this broad slowdown and I think you're right, Jeff, that we're going to see kind of a, a leg down on this as this filters through the economy. But the challenge will be is, If these patches, so to speak, from the regulators and policymakers aren't actually enough, then what we're facing in a matter of months is a risk on situation where everyone says, hey, they got it. Let's get back in and and drive stocks up. And then all of a sudden you get this kind of black swan event that shows out of nowhere. Everyone starts to question and then boom, bad things happen.
0: I think that's a it's it's a practical implication for our analysis, because you know, as you mentioned, the, the PMIs that came out today, they looked relatively decent, at least compared to where they've been the last couple of months. And I wouldn't be surprised. I don't think you would be surprised either, Steve, if we see a little bit of a bounce in some of these economic statistics in the short run. But what we're saying is that those that data is all stale. It's already been surpassed by superseded by events. And so if you're looking at the next PMI in April and saying, well, that looks pretty good, too. It may not be telling you what's actually, might not be representative of what's actually happening in the economy. So as, as difficult a challenge as it is to piece together a accurate or useful picture of markets as well as the economy, those two things together, I think in some ways the task has become even more difficult because what happened with Silicon Valley Bank as the the... The events in the dollar system have been revealed in widespread fashion. The fallout, again, you, you said this perfectly last week. The fallout sort of is, it's sort of chicken and egg too, right? Because the economy is going to take a hit from this. It's probably going to take a substantial hit from this. And as it does take a substantial hit, that's going to then have an effect on the markets and the dollar system too. And you get into this vicious cycle. And we have not seen the vicious cycle yet. That's one thing that's been absent. So if we look at Silicon Valley Bank as sort of the next stage in the crisis where the vicious cycle begins, then the actual damage, the the fallout, the potential, that is, you know, we still have to wait for it to go through several cycles before it really starts. So economic analysis has been complicated. It's complex already, but, you know, the data we're getting is it's, My name name, name, might not even need to look at it anymore.
1: That's right, Jeff, because if we look at this dollar shortage, which is what's going on here and we see, okay, a bunch of swap lines and, uh, you know, things where you could swap other things for other things to get dollars. And and who knows what all these acronyms the Fed keeps creating are. uh, What you have is dollars do get out into the system. Right. And this is and this actually works, at least temporarily. But it's no different than if if I've got a tub full of water and I open the drain and then I start pouring water in it, saying, "Look, see, like everything's okay." The problem is, am I putting enough water in to stop the flow going out? And and in the, in the beginning of this, it will appear to do that. But the problem is nobody knows why the drain's open, nobody knows how big the drain is open, and what will happen, and you know that they're gonna do this, Jeff. As soon as it looks like everything's okay, just to make all these you know financial institutions look safe, they're gonna say, Oh, look, see, I don't need this anymore. Like, let's turn the water off because see, I'm okay, so don't take your money out, everything's a okay, and then all of a sudden the drain is gonna continue to pull liquidity out, and then the whole thing blows up because the fed and the other central bankers not only do they not know what the problem is jeff i'm going to go out on the record saying they couldn't fix it if they tried
0: that's a, i think that's the whole point here at yourdale university that uh, they're looking at things that, you know first of all we have to remember that these are all economists including janet yellen janet yellen is an economist now running the treasury department and to economists there's a national economy so this global dollar shortage is unfamiliar territory for them to begin with because everything isn't is a like the bathtub analogy. The US economy is its own bathtub that's separate, has very very limited links to say Europe or any places around the world. Now, of course, that's complete crap because we live in a global economy, a global dollar system, but economies or ec- economists believe that this is a you know national economy, this is a singular singular thing, individual economies. So they, I mean, it's in terms of practicing uh, what's actually happening or going over what's actually happening. They're looking at mostly the United States, and if there's a problem in Europe and European banks, they they really really don't know what to do here, and that leaves everybody exposed to. I think what what I what I would add to what you were just saying is that most of their efforts are psychological and sentimental, which is you know sort of the point that we started with here the whole purpose behind putting together this committee and then having it meet on a Friday is to make a public spectacle of all the government agencies put together. So if there is a psychological boost for some people that the government is looking at doing something, hoping that they're going to, they're going to announce some form of a bailout or some pathway to a bailout that does have a temporary effect. But as Steve's saying, if it doesn't plug the hole, then after that temporary effect wears off and these people have no idea that, that, that the hole's even there, that's when everything starts to really be revealed because it's, again, it's what you can't see that matters. It's the hole in the bottom of the bathtub and the bathtub isn't a US bathtub. It is a global US dollar bathtub.
1: And that's just it, Jeff. As you said, we'll see a deceleration, continued deceleration in the economy. It may be a couple months before the economic day it starts taking a hard turn down. And by that point, we're facing the summer months and there's no stopping this. Because what we're seeing now is everybody get together, right? And this is perfect, because when eventually Congress and other agencies around the governments around the world call in people and demand an explanation, there'll be a lot of finger pointing going on of, well, we had meetings on top of meetings, and everybody said this, and everybody said that, and gosh, somehow we missed the whole problem. Of course, none of us actually had the experience, knowledge, or tools, or ability to solve it. But that's beside the point, as long as they can convince the government that this was beyond their control. We'll have some new rules and regulations to fix it in the future. That's all that matters. But what they can't stop, and this is something I want everyone to understand, is I don't want, and Jeff doesn't want this to be as bad as it could be. But right now, it doesn't look good. And the longer the liquidity drains out of the system, the worse this is going to be. And we, know, we hope that somehow it stops, but there's nothing right now that's telling us that they've got it.
0: You know, I think uh, what well, final thought for me here is that I think, Steve, you've come up with a new purpose for these meetings that I hadn't thought of before. It's not about uh, portraying public confidence. It's not about fixing the problem. It's deciding which one of you are we going to blame when everything goes down. So maybe that's why they're getting their meeting today is whose whose neck is being fitted in the news. I never thought about that, Steve. But you know what? That makes more sense than what I've been saying. So thank you very much for joining me. Look forward to seeing you again next week.
1: Thanks, Jeff. We'll see you then.